It's Wednesday, March 2nd. I'm Sarah Y. Kim. Baltimore City lifts its indoor mask mandate, and Baltimore City public schools follow suit. State senators are close to passing a bill that would alter how police body camera footage can be viewed by the public. Senators also vote to ban the use of PFAS in the state. And former county health officers and a whistleblower raise concerns at a hearing about the state health department's pandemic response and its treatment of staff and local health officials. It's The Daily Dose from WYPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Maryland's COVID-19 positivity rate is down to about 2%. State health officials reported 405 cases and 11 deaths this morning. Hospitalizations are down by 17 to about 375 patients. Baltimore City's indoor mask mandate lifted Tuesday. The measure had been in effect for most of the coronavirus pandemic. WYPR's Emily Sullivan reports. Mayor Brandon Scott made the decision after COVID-19 transmission rates significantly dropped, but says he's still paying attention to the numbers. We will continue uh, to monitor our COVID-19 metrics and make informed decisions uh, should another variant of concern begin to emerge across our communities. Health Commissioner Dr. Letitia Jaraza says lifting the mask mandate doesn't mean the pandemic is over. It is also not a sign that the public health protocols and measures that we've put in place to date are no longer necessary. Masks and vaccines remain an important tool in our fight against COVID-19. She encourages Baltimoreans to wear masks in indoor crowded spaces, especially those that are poorly ventilated. Emily Sullivan, WYPR News. And today, Baltimore City public school officials announced they will lift a district-wide indoor mask mandate on March 14th. The system is the latest jurisdiction to shift to an optional masking policy after the Maryland Board of Education rescinded a statewide masking mandate in schools last week, a decision that was subsequently approved by state lawmakers. Other districts, including Anne Arundel, Baltimore, Carroll, Howford, and Howard County Schools, are making the switch to optional masking this week. Maryland Representative Jamie Raskin is in quarantine after testing positive for COVID-19. Raskin learned he tested positive on Monday, which forced him to miss the State of the Union address last night. Raskin said he plans to work from home while he's recovering. The congressman said his symptoms have been mild as of yet. A bill that would alter how police body camera footage can be viewed by the public nears passage through the Maryland Senate. WYPR's Callan Handel Suddeth reports. The bill, sponsored by Baltimore County Democrat Senator Charles Sidner, would prevent the public from viewing tape that depicts a victim of domestic violence, rape, or sexual assault, or depicts the death of a law enforcement officer in the line of duty. This bill passed the Senate last session, but did not make it through the House of Delegates. Under a law passed last year, all police officers in the state will be required to wear body cameras by 2025. For WYPR News, I'm Callan tansel Suddeth. Maryland Senate voted unanimously Tuesday to ban per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS, in the state. WYPR's Joel McCord has more. The bill banning the harmful substances is named for former Calvert County firefighter George Walter Taylor, who died of cancer in 2020 at the age of 46. The cancer was caused at least partially by the PFAS found in firefighting foam and the gear that he had used since he became a volunteer firefighter 
when he was 15. Senator Jack Bailey, a Culver County Republican, hailed the lawmakers who worked on the bill. It's time to ensure that this dangerous chemical no longer poses such a risk to Marylanders, particularly our firefighters. Firefighters had lobbied heavily for the bill, which bans the use of PFAS in food containers, rugs, and carpets, as well as firefighting foam. A companion bill is awaiting action in the House of Delegates. I'm Joel McCord, WYPR News. An organization based out of Silver Spring is helping displaced Ukrainians. The Adventist Development and Relief Agency plans to deploy humanitarian assistance to thousands of Ukrainians trapped in the middle of the war with Russia. Folks who can help with the effort are encouraged to visit ADRA.org. Maryland Department of Health came under fire at a joint committee hearing Tuesday where former county health officers and a whistleblower addressed what Senator Clarence Lamb called deep-rooted systemic concerns. Among those concerns was the departure of seven local health officers from their positions in the past two years. One of those officers was Dr. David Bishai, former Harford County health officer. He was fired last October after facing backlash from people upset with his COVID safety guidelines, who he said spread misinformation and called for his resignation. Bishai said he learned of his firing in a meeting with Deputy Health Secretary Dr. Jinlin Chan. This Dr. Chan looks me in the eye and says, did you know that health officers can be terminated at will? I interrupted, am I being terminated? And Dr. Chan continued, yes, you are being terminated at the request of Harford County Council. I asked Dr. Chan, why am I being terminated? And she answered, the County Council decided that it wants to go in a new direction. Bishai said he felt that wasn't much of an answer. He pressed her to clarify. And Dr. Chan answered, that's all I can say. Bishai said he later learned he was voted out by council members behind closed doors along party lines. He said state health officials still did not offer further explanation and said local health officers are being treated like whipping boys. You shouldn't be, be trusting that the people at headquarters will have your back. If it's expedient um, to ditch you, they will turn their back on you. Dr. Travis Gales, former county health officer of Montgomery County, left his role last September. Gales said he and his family and staff suffered a torrent of personal threats when he made the decision to keep private schools closed to reduce COVID spread in 2020. I personally requested guidance from the secretary and deputy secretary for how to safely reopen schools. We received none. Gale's decision triggered a federal lawsuit, which was dismissed, as well as criticism from the governor. If you go against what the state proposed, that even if there were allowances for local jurisdictions to make decisions, we would be ridiculed in public, kneecapped in those responses, and not supported in those decisions. Gale said the state health department often kept local health officials in the dark about important COVID updates, making communication with their constituents more difficult. Lamb, a Democrat and physician who represents part of Baltimore and Howard counties, organized the hearing. He said it sounded as though the relationship between the state and local departments has become toxic during the pandemic. That is incredibly concerning because we're still in the midst of a pandemic and still dealing with its after effects. Bashai replied that he felt local talent and perspectives were continually not allowed into the picture. The joint committee also summoned Dr. Jessica Ray, 
a whistleblower at the state health department. Ray said she faced retaliation for raising concerns about a vendor distributing potentially spoiled vaccines and was demoted on short notice. The main red flag I reported to my leadership was the non-compliance of the MDH vaccine site, how they were dangerous and illegal to operate because they were not CDC compliant and not properly staffed or resourced. She said her concerns weren't taken seriously. I was told by the director of the program, quote, we don't need a Cadillac, just a Honda. Ray said the problems go beyond that one vendor, that the health department is prioritizing vaccination numbers over safety, and that she and staff continue to face retaliation for raising safety concerns. Lamb said he invited Health Secretary Dennis Schrader to speak Tuesday, but he did not attend. Andy Owen, a spokesperson for the state health department, told WYPR that local health officers have their gratitude for helping the state navigate the pandemic, and that MDH takes all concerns about safety seriously and does not condone any form of retaliation. We're always happy to hear from you, and we'll be here for you again on Friday. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WYPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Big thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, John Lee, Joel McCord, Emily Sullivan, and Callan Tenzel Sutton. Our digital content director is Jamila Krempel, and our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. Stay healthy, stay sane, and stand together. I'm Sarah Y. Kim. Thanks for listening.